Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome back to As the Shotgun Turns. I'm Helen. Hi, I'm Bryn. We are going to be talking about Xena, Season 3, Episode 4, The Deliverer. It's Yay! a must-watch episode. It is a must-watch episode. I regret it being such things, but yes. anyway. We can watch it. It's uh, it's an interesting time. You're just going to have to bear with us. Neither one of us really liked it. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> like, so much so I didn't like it. I got, like, very few notes, even. I actually have about the same amount of notes as last time. Um, it's just, they're filled with a lot. <laughs> Alright, so we start off and we actually get to meet Discord for the first time in the Xenoverse. Yes. I don't know if we've met her on Hercules before, this time. I don't know either. Probably the way the way she was introduced was as though we already knew her. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess we were supposed to already know her from Hercules. Fuck Hercules. <laughs> In a good way. So Maybe. it starts off with Discord and Ares having a conversation about the one god and a cult and a temple. Yes. Ares is like a guy on to destroy this temple. Yes. And Discord's upset that she that he let a mortal take care of it. Instead of doing it himself. Which, fair point, man. And yet Ares turned around and said, if you think I can do it, well, then why don't you? That's also a fair point. 
So the pantheon of gods is not keen on going up against this one god. Which through this episode they did make sure to make a point to say that this is not the one god of the Israelites. They yeah, but they don't do that until after they've like laid on some very thick <laughs> anti one god propaganda. Oh, did they ever? Like for the first half of the episode, they just talked about how one god doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but then they were like, yeah, it's not the one god of the Israelites, so that's not who we're talking about this time. <laughs> Yeah, after it was always after it was declared that it's, it was evil, clearly evil, and mm-hmm. no good comes from this one god. It's like, oh, you're not the god that you know we first thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, they got did. it. Yeah, different claiming of one god. I have here too that Ares is acting like he's the good guy, but he's like. Doing it in such a sus way. Because, like, like, this points out, why wouldn't he just destroy the temple? Why would he send a mortal after it? Because he doesn't want to go up against the one god. Yeah, but sending a mortal after it's going to do the same thing. Like, the one god comes in regardless, and making it pissed off doesn't make it less go away. Well, technically, the way that was described is that if they destroyed this temple, then the one god wouldn't come into play. Well, that's not how any god works. They should know that. How were they born? How were they born? With ambrosia. <laughs> Not all of them, Not I know. Almost none of them. Um, no, but, you know, Zena makes a point of that. Because he was, when Ares came to her to talk about it, going, I have, you know, Caesar has taken a part of this temple. I told him he should destroy it, and he hasn't. Maybe you should try to manipulate, as he tries to manipulate her. Yeah. And he's like, this is our world. And she's like, and before you, whose world was it? Oh, yeah, the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after he's well, he went sheepish. Yeah, because his dad went and murdered all the Titans to get them power. It's the circle of life. But that's a conversation for another season. Two I seasons from now, to be exact. would like you to share your note on our meeting of discord um i wrote that i preferred the q version (laughs) and that's a very niche way of putting it but if anybody has caught that understands what she means please email us and let us know yeah because i'm not gonna explain it (laughs) but it made you know you know (laughs) But I, I have to agree with that. The Q version of Discord is far superior. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you know, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's what I wrote for Discord. Um, they go ahead and they, they come across these dudes that are dragging prisoners and Xena was going to just walk by because she didn't want to get involved. And then one of them mentioned Caesar, and she got so triggered. So triggered. So fast. So then naturally she had to free everybody that was being... Without any reason. She walked up to the main guards like, you're going to let these guys go. Why? I'll give you reasons. And starts fighting them. Looks at the one guy. He's like, I don't normally get to reason four. And he screams and runs away. 
She well, she fought three of the four guys. <laughs> clever. It's clever, clever, clever. So she did all that, but it's just I don't know, it was just really fast. So Caesar was doing the job. Obviously. Because the guys that are rescued are temple dudes. Yes. North Gaul, I believe is what they were saying. Yeah, so we find that out. And then creepy dude, who's creepy? Craftstar. Uh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, starts talking to Gabby. Trying to teach her the ways of his one god. Yeah. And as he was, you know, uh, arms up and, and, and captured before he got released... Yeah. And he fell over and he's like, whatever, do what you want with, you might as well just kill us now before you bring us to Caesar. The look he gave as... He knew. He knew yeah. mentioning Caesar would trigger Zena. Yeah. He knew. And you could clearly see that on his face. Yeah. And so the entire episode you're sitting there going, no, Gabby, stop talking to him, Gabby. Oh my God, don't be an idiot. But she's always an idiot. She just needs a good dude to tell her a story, and that's it. She's set for life. <laughs> she's set. I actually have that down. Gabby is so easy. Oh, my God. Just needs a nice story. <laughs> but before that, I do have one God is very far-fetched for sure. Yep. Um, but it did also feel... Like, the entire thing felt really, really random with, like, no lead-up whatsoever. And I know we had the lead-up from the episode that was apparently supposed to come after this episode in Dirty Half Dozen, but at the same time, it didn't... I don't know. This episode was really all over the place because while that's all happening, as if that's not enough of a storyline, then we bring in Bodicea. Yep. And it's like, and she's there to fight Caesar, but Xena betrayed her in the past, and there's a whole <laughs> thing there, as though there isn't enough going on with Xena being super triggered by Caesar. She gets to be triggered by the fact that she betrayed Bodicea. Yeah. And then there's all that fighting. No. And then there's the fighting between the two armies on top of all the shit with the temple. It's too much... For 44 minutes. Yes. And almost none of it made sense. So. Sorry. (laughs) As they make it from the boat to the land. And to the land. Shut up. To the land. land. And the Roman troop realizes that they landed and not turned around. They start fighting and Bodicea shows up. And just starts fighting with Xena against the Romans as if no reason to not. Well, I mean, I do think in the heat of battle, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, she wasn't super nice to Xena afterwards like that. No, no. That relationship made sense on the surface. It was just too much for one like they, they didn't even bring up the whole fact that they really that Xena betrayed her. Xena said sorry and then Bodicea was like I'm not here for that right now. And she had like other shit to deal <laughs> with. Yeah. And says like shut up with your sorries. I'll just deal with this right now. Yeah we're dealing with this. And then at the end of the episode she's like I can see you're not the same person and then just leaves. 
Never to be seen again. Yeah. And it's funny because when uh, talked about Bodicea, Gabriel's like, you know Bodicea? And, she's, and then stops herself. She's like, of course you know Bodicea. You're the who's who of warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So they're coming up with a plan to stop Caesar. Ares even comes in and is like, hey, you know, you could just go kill that temple. And get there before Caesar, because Caesar really loves that temple. He kept people there, so... strategic point, you should get rid of it. But because he's doing it that way, Xena is instantly like, no. That's That's fucking suspicious. Yeah. Had he been like, hey, (laughs) Caesar has Gabrielle at that temple, you might want to go get that checked out. Which had the, you know, luck of being true. (laughs) No, no, Caesar had Gabrielle at the camp. Gabrielle was only at that temple after they liberated it and but, stayed with yes, the priestess. Yes, but when Xena and Ares were talking, Gabrielle was at that temple. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that Gabby got captured. Yeah, Gab got captured with Craftstar. That's how fast it was. You didn't even get to really see it. Oh, you did get to see it happening because the guard... Wrapped his arm around uh, Renee's midriff. Yeah. So gently. He was barely touching her belly. Because it was the way you could see it. You could kind of see under his hand. Like, (laughs) he was... I just thought it was really respectful. Like, props to him and everything for being that way. Yeah, but also it kind of took me out of it. Because I could tell he was trying to be respectful. And, you know, like, hired guns aren't respectful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're getting captured. You're not being respected right now. But, good job, dude. (laughs) It was just kind of a weird way of doing it, I guess. I don't know. Um, So, Gabrielle and Craftstar gets to Xena's... Caesar's camp. Yeah. And... Caesar's sitting there hiding as Gabrielle's like, Zena will get us out of this. Zena will protect us. Zena will save the day. And as soon as Caesar comes around going, ah, Zena hasn't changed. Remove the woman from her sensibilities. Blah, blah, blah. Divide and conquer bullshit. Which is hilarious because she owns him this episode. Yeah. (laughs) But like, so Caesar finds out that Gabrielle is Zena's friend, and then she go he goes and gets them to be crucified, and blah de blah de blah. And crucified. of course, Zena is hiding under the earth because Zena knows that <laughs> Caesar's gonna crucify Gabrielle because she's not dumb. But that's when Zena, that's when Gabrielle and Crafter go over to the temple. Yes, they liberate the temple. The Gabs and Craftstar stay at the temple. Right. And then Xena's out plotting for the rest of the battle, away from Gabrielle. That's when Arius comes in. Because I remember thinking, if Arius had just mentioned that Gabrielle was at that temple and yeah, needed to be taken care of... Danger is happening danger. at the danger. danger. Gab's in danger at that temple. That temple would have been leveled. 100%. Instantly. Because the instant that temple got a little bit of a dark cloud over top of it, she abandoned everyone and was gone. Yeah, even her hatred for Z- Well, she didn't abandon her hatred for Caesar. She just left. She, she tucked it she down and... She just left. Just, you know, went back to her girlfriend. Yeah, she just left. Yep. But anyway, at the temple, there's all this stuff going on. Ritual. It's ritual stuff. There's a bunch of people. There's like 12 of them at least. They got a full coven going on. 
What? What do you want to call it? I don't know. There's got to be a better word for it. It's all right. A cult. I'm sure, because... All right. They're not... Those words are not mutually exclusive. Uh, Fair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy, the star guy... Craft star. Is, <laughs> is, is telling Gabrielle about the ceremony they need to perform... And then this other chick comes in, and she's like, yeah, we gotta do this thing. And then they pretend to sacrifice him. They pretend to sacrifice him, taking him, saying how Dayhawk needs to come by through blood. Oh, I hate that word so much. Dayhawk? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Gabrielle tries to be a hero and save Crapstar. I almost called him Crapstar. I mean, that fits. Excuse me. And that's when she goes and stabs Meridian. Is that her name? Was well, because and and see, I don't understand how this qualifies as a blood innocence lost. First of all, because Gabrielle's killed before. Nope. Oh, she has. We can pretend she hasn't because we can play the rules. We can play Doctor Who rules, and we can play. We can play Aang rules, where if you leave them hanging off a cliff with no way to get back, it's not technically murder. <laughs> but that's just it. Okay. She has never... But it, this is also not cold-blooded murder. It is not cold-blooded murder. It's not even remotely cold-blooded murder. But the blood innocence is that it's the first time she's drawn blood through a knife. Sure. I mean, like, it's super specific, but, like... No. <laughs> because she's also lured people to their death, and that is still murder. It's still causing a death. Anyway, I don't agree with any of that nonsense. And she gets super weird about it. She gets traumatized. But, like, in a way that is so out of proportion for her character and the amount of deaths she's been around. Because it's the first one that... Somebody who she's killed, blood's on her hands. Yeah, I, I don't care. It is an out of... It is an out of character response. It is an out of character response. I don't find it to be completely out of character response. Because she did value care. the... the <laughs> value... Value life. Okay. No. Traveling with Zena, you don't think she would. But... <laughs> I mean, I get it to a certain extent, but also no. But it's also no. It's also why she gets enthralled by the whole Eli stuff, right? I, I get, ahead. I get it, but also no. <laughs> I have just spent time watching her character, and the words that she says and the action she do, not the same. <laughs> the action she do. The action she do. <laughs> They're not the same. That has she been talks, steady for her the entire time, I know, but time, that's though. what I'm talking about. When she talks about respecting life, when she talks about preserving the sanctity of life, one minute, the next minute, she's doing whatever she can to murder someone from a leaguer. It. She didn't murder anybody. I said, again, leaving them to die. Who did she leave to die? I don't know, but I know she's done it. 
I think you're missing out old Gabrielle with this Gabrielle because during these during these episodes, no, I don't believe. I'm sorry, she doesn't even show a little bit of concern until this, and then after this, then she's suddenly no more violence. Before this, she's fighting in wars with a staff, but actively fighting in wars with the staff. But you cannot be actively supporting a war battle and be anti-murder. <laughs> you can't be fighting in a war and be an- No. No. You're not wrong. No. I'm sorry. I just don't buy but- this. I don't buy this reasoning. I don't buy this use of her character. Because also you'd want it to be willingly. Gods want willing sacrifices. Generally. Yeah. They don't, they're not super unhappy with unwilling. And usually the willing has to either be the one doing the sacrifice. That It has to be the one doing the sacrificing. It doesn't have to be the one sacrificed. That's often great because choices, whatever. But it doesn't have to be the one sacrificed. But it does have to be the one doing the sacrificing. <laughs> To make it work. But in this particular god, Dayhawk, wanted Gabrielle to be the one killing somebody. Didn't care how. I think this is really um, not explained in any way, shape, or form. And (laughs) faulty reasoning. Try and make this episode. No, he didn't. He did. And to make this episode. No, he didn't. That's typical prophet speak for you're the chosen one, which means you're the most convenient fucking one at the time. (coughs) (laughs) For fuck's sakes. Actually, I don't know. I can't remember. We're going to find out. Now I'm starting to remember if he was targeting Xena, because he might have been. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we still have to watch Gabrielle's Hope. Yeah. For the record, we did not do the one and two. No, we didn't. That was hard. That episode was, it's really, really, really messy. Um, I did really appreciate when Xena was mocking the god after he turned into the Deliverer. But technically, he wasn't a god. He was just the. I mean, he turned into minion. a whole demon thing. Yes, he turned it. He was because he's the deliverer. Because now that he has Gabrielle's blood innocence, he's supposed to be welcoming Dayhawk into the world fully right. by killing Xena. Right. But what's the deal with that? Like, I hope this is explained next episode because otherwise, this episode is an entire mess and none of it made any sense. Because it all seems super, super convenient while also needing to be super specific. Right? Because having the Bodicea and the Caesar thing must have been a way to just to get them to, like, North Gaul. Yeah. But and then, like, did Ares plan it all? Because Ares kind of master manipulated it, right? And, of course, we're not even mentioning the part where, like, Gabrielle then gets to have sex with fire. So, good times. <laughs> Um, it, it, she's impregnated, and then we get to deal with that in the next episode. But it's which I hate. I hate baby storylines. Mm. And the next episode, I've literally watched maybe, and I, maybe twice, but I highly doubt it. So I just, yeah. I I will admit that during my rewatches, I skipped the Deliverer and Gabrielle's Hope. A lot, because 
Though I will have to give props to Renee because while it did nothing for you, the scream that she let out after everything, it, it still hit it it still resonated in me. I didn't buy it. I, I didn't <laughs> buy the whole situation. Okay, you know what it was? I get I understand what my feelings are. I didn't buy she would be that upset for killing somebody in the defense of someone else. That makes sense, because... So, I I bought that she could be upset about being tricked or whatever, but that she wasn't upset about it. She was upset just about the killing, and I didn't believe that she would be upset for killing in the defense of others. Not, not that way. I wonder if she's actually even upset, a part of her being upset is that while she did it to defend somebody else, it wasn't in helping Xena. I, d- I mean, I don't know. Because she definitely has no problems being super murdery in defense of Xena. Yeah. Yeah, everything breaks at that point. But that is further along. Mm-hmm. And back when you actually like Gabrielle. <laughs> she gets there. She's just got some growing pains, and that's fine. You just hate having to go through the with her. <laughs> Also brings up uncomfortable memories. <laughs> Overall, though, I didn't like this episode. Solid five. Yeah, five. <laughs> it was a five. Like, we rated it right there going, oh, my God. Uh, the key events were that Gabrielle kills a person for the first time. First mention of Dayhawk. Uh, first appearance of Discord in the Xenoverse. Does uh, it mention if Discord appears in Hercules before that, though? I think it did. Okay. And that this was apparently the start of the rift. I Well, I mean, it is kind of the start of the rift. But I think... And they tried really hard to make it seem like Xena's, um, like lust for revenge and her hatred was the driving factor for all of this, but it clearly wasn't. It was very clearly orchestrated. Yes. It was very manipulated to be that way. And Xena's hate is clearly not the reason for it, because the instant Xena knew that Gabrielle was in danger, she stopped everything and went to Gabrielle. Yeah. Because if she had went and finished the battle first and then went to Gabrielle, we knew her hatred would have been better. Yeah. Like, it would have been... Yeah, exactly. But so I'm I'm having a hard time with these motivations, Mm -hmm. which will make the musical episode a little bit more interesting. Yeah, but um, I am very interested to see how we're going to handle that musical episode. I mean, we're going to sing it all the way. It's it's poorly. We're going to handle it poorly. (laughs) But but with these new revelations that we've had. Yeah. What was the disclaimer? uh, The disclaimer that Gabrielle was slightly well done during the production of this motion picture. However, the producers would like to recommend a zesty barbecue sauce to bring out the flavor of this episode. And please do, because apparently you need barbecue sauce for this flavor, for this episode. West, West. Dude. Anyway, for... uh, Oh, God, I'm sorry. The next episode's going to be great, I promise. Um, Uh, Don't promise that. It's Gabrielle's hope. (laughs) I mean, I promise our podcast will be great because I'm going to mock that episode a lot. I hate baby episodes. Wesley, it's not your time to talk. Two minutes. Anyway, if you want to talk to us, you can email us at asthashockroomturns at gmail.com. You can find us on the social medias with 
as the chakram turns. And I guess that's good for next time. Or good until next time. Wesley, <laughs> enough. We're sorry about our dog. He just wants to talk to everybody as well. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs>